This episode is sponsored by Free Market Kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Orange Hatter. Today, you'll be listening to part four of my conversation with Ella. With the renewable energy aspect, the fact that 55% of the renewable or the energy Bitcoin uses comes from renewable sources, it's great. I will say that it's not just because Bitcoiners are really bullish on the energy transition and climate change. Bitcoin miners are incentivized to find the lowest energy prices as we all would be, you know, we we want to have the most profit. And so we want to have the cheapest inputs. And so a lot of that is going to find stranded energy sources. But when we think about how does our world transition away from maybe more fossil fuels to clean energy, the Bitcoin miners are going to be the critical component of that, because there's a lot of infrastructure that has to be built out. There's a lot of upfront money that has to be outlaid to build more grids, more everything infrastructure. And all of those people will know that Bitcoin miners will be their buyer of first resort and last resort. So once that plant is up and running, you know, Bitcoiners will come and they'll start mining. Um, They don't have to wait for just you and I to go and buy their energy. So I'm happy to clarify anything there, but there's a little bit more on Bitcoin and energy. Can you talk a little bit more about what you just said, the buyer of first resort and the buyer of last resort? Yes, absolutely. Actually, I was really learning all this in my game theory class this past fall, and I should probably go back and read it so that I can remind myself of it. But essentially, buyer of first and last resort, all that means is that Bitcoin will be buyer, Bitcoin miners will be buyers when the pricing works out. So what that means is, let's say, let's just take an electrical grid like ERCOT in Texas. And so let's say the grid, there's just way, way too much demand on there. And the Bitcoin miners can shut off instantly if the power prices become too high. And so they can just literally like the flip of a light switch kind of just shut down. No work is lost. Maybe we'll just go back to the mining gold example. Um, you know, you're you're mining away, you're you're have like your axe. The gold bar that you're working on is still there. You'll just you'll come back to it once you maybe you know get some water and take a rest. So, anyways, there's no work that's lost when Bitcoin miners shut down. And so they can do that really easily. So they can free up space on the grid for you and I if we really need to have access to power. And, you know, we saw this in Texas when a lot of the winter storms were coming through. And then first resort, as I kind of just mentioned, they'll buy it when those grids come back online. And then if, you know, you and I join and the price starts to come up, then maybe they reduce their demand a little. So I think it's just important to keep in mind that Bitcoin miners, they want to buy the cheapest power they can, and they help stabilize the grid. And so if no one's using the power, then they'll go and buy it because it'll be cheaper. If too many people are using the power, they'll maybe reduce their intake of power and free up some space on the grid as well. Can you also talk a little bit about how Bitcoiners use energy that is just being wasted, that's not being used at all? And so they're taking advantage of something that's existing and not taking it away from other people like you and me? Yes, exactly. Um, so there's a lot of stories. Uh, there's a couple different stories to share, but one 
Bitcoin miners will go and they'll capture stranded natural gas. So what that means is literally just gas being just kind of shot up, flared um, natural gas in the sky, literally lighting money on fire. And Bitcoin miners can go and they can capture that, what otherwise would just be polluting the atmosphere and literally being lit on fire. They'll go and they'll buy, um, they'll use that to power the Bitcoin miners. So there's one case Another case, a lot of small towns, maybe they used to have, I don't know, a textile mill or some sort of water mill there. And the town has, the industry has moved on. The town maybe has been a bit forgotten about. Bitcoin miners can go in there and they'll, you know, set up their miners and they bring a lot of life back to small towns that maybe have kind of been forgotten about, fallen out. They'll use that hydropower, whatever it might be. There's really good initiatives um, such as Gridless in Africa. So energy is life. Energy is just critical. It should be a human right that everyone have equitable access to energy. And Bitcoin is is doing that. It's bringing energy to people that otherwise wouldn't have it. So, you know, they can have light so they can, you know, stay up after it's dark, you know, better schools. Just if you have access to energy, your whole quality of life changes. And Bitcoin is really supporting that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around Bitcoin energy. So I hope that you get your major approved and it'll set a precedent and other people can follow. So that's that's really, really wonderful. I want to now um, jump into the project that you told me about the the sat chat. <laughs> yes. So this, this started because I would be at school and have lunch or dinner with a friend or we're just walking. And if you talk to me long enough, Bitcoin probably comes up in the conversation somehow, um, something I saw in the news or whatever it might be. And so I found myself just having the same conversations over and over again, which I'm very happy to do. But I thought, you know what, I just need to start writing this down. And so I also, I went to Pacific Bitcoin this past year. And one of the takeaways that I had from there was the fact that we have to market Bitcoin better. You know, we don't have a a stadium. (laughs) We don't have, you know, cool ads with a QR code or Bitcoin isn't fun. It's not cool to a lot of people in Gen Z, but if we started emphasizing the idea of sats so bitcoin there's one bitcoin but bitcoin is composed of a hundred million sats which is short for satoshis and so if we started marketing or just making more visible that sats exist that that's a thing i mean it it took a woke up a while before I knew that that was a thing maybe that would help with bitcoin with bitcoin adoption and so it was kind of a pun on words, like we sat down and chatted, and then also trying to emphasize sats, the unit of currency that we have. So has it been rolled out or do you have a timeline in mind? There are a couple posts on there. I have drafted about 22 different articles on there. So if you go to my website, just ellahuff.io, there are a couple posts there. I also have put together I called it high signal resources. So I've also found myself recently talking to people and they say, how do I get started in Bitcoin? Where do I go to learn? And so I've just been writing the same list just on a piece of paper (laughs) and 
So I just put that up there basically by category. It's just different good follows in different areas. If you want to know women in Bitcoin, if you want to know what podcast to watch, that's on there. So if you go to my website, you'll see that. And then you'll see four first posts of Sats Chats. And then it's my summer project to have it done. Um, the university guide in this. And so hopefully by September 1st, they'll all be there. That sounds like a really fabulous resource. A lot of people I talk to who become curious about Bitcoin, their first question is always, how do I even begin? There are so many resources out there. What is the roadmap, right? What is the success path? Exactly. So some of the, I'm trying to write them in a road pathway. So I think the first post is just, what is a SAT? You know, what is the, what is the point of the name of this? And then kind of what is blockchain, the blockchain trilemma, what is Bitcoin, what is Bitcoin lowercase b versus uppercase b. So just I'm trying to lay it out in a way that's just easy to follow. And they're short. They're not trying to be very long. There's already so much good content out there. My goal with this is just try to make it easy for people my age, people new, just try to make it easy for them. Thank you for listening. Did you hear anything in our conversation today that you resonated with? Were you able to identify with some of the feelings that Ella had? If so, I would love to hear from you. Please send your questions or comments to my email, tali, T-A-L-I, at orangehatter.com. I would love to hear from you. Come back tomorrow and hear the rest of our conversation. Thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye.